This meeting is being recorded. I believe so. Thank you, ma'am. <laughs> oh, that's going to be the new intro. It's just her saying <laughs> that. <laughs> well, that's that's definitely going to be an uncut, you know, intro because that's jarring every fucking time. Yeah. Absolutely. I knew it was coming, but I still I forgot how awfully robotic her voice sounds. Oh, which oof. it's not like Zoom doesn't have any money. I feel like they have a lot. And uh yeah, welcome. Welcome, welcome to to this episode of Miller Light. No, Road Sodas. Brought to you by Bud Light. Brought to you by uh Yingling Lager, actually. Ooh. The beer is so nice. They named it twice. Damn right. They put a bunch of NGs in there. Careful, buddy. Careful, buddy. <laughs> what? <laughs> Yang Ling. You see no, I, you I, see I know. All those, I know. See all those saying. NGs? <laughs> Kid me? Uh, hey, you made a Super Troopers reference right before we started recording. Hello, Shirley. So speaking of that, Reagan and I were just, uh, today was an easy day for us on the house. Just moving stuff. That's all we did today. We just moved some stuff over. It was great. And, and, uh, you know, taped up the floors for painting so that we don't ruin them. But. Did you guys buy that, uh, tattoo gun yet? Start doing those homemade tattoos? Not yet. That's coming. Okay. That's coming. Right, That's for the Patreon listeners. Hell yeah. But after we unloaded the stuff before we started getting to work, we we're like, yeah, you know, like it's lunchtime and, you know, we don't have a kitchen yet. Like there's no fridge or anything there. It's like, oh, so let's go get some food. And so we just wanted to walk around the neighborhood just being like, all right, let's learn the, the new spots. So we went on a pretty long walk. Saw saw a restaurant, my friend. Saw a restaurant whose name is D O Space E A T. Do it. <laughs> oh man. And I laughed. That's that's an excellent one. <laughs> yeah. I, I've passed a uh I think it's a a breakfast place, maybe a you know, Vermont country style diner. But just called toast and eggs, like exact opposite end of the spectrum. There's a food and books in Connecticut. Food and books. Have you been, have you been there? No, no, I have not, but I like those things. Yeah. It's right off the main highway and you'll see a sign that just says food and books in huge letters. And it's, I think it's like one of those exits where it's kind of the only thing at the exit. Like it's not, you can get off and then get right the fuck back on. There's nothing really else there. I mean, quite honestly, toast and eggs, that's, that's a good breakfast for like under two bucks. Absolutely. Two, two eggs, two pieces of toast. I'm down. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, a nice quick 11 <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Food and books. I highly recommend next time you're driving south from Boston, I highly recommend you hit it up, assuming they're still open because the, what it is is all the tables have a uh, library bookshelves in between them and every entree comes with three free books. And you get to select yeah. it from any of them. Yeah, they have they have other like higher tier ones for sale. I forget what uh, the two the first two I grabbed were, but the third one was a uh, Charles Barkley's autobiography. That sounds pretty sweet. Yeah, I hope that was ghost written, but uh, they kept the quotations. Yeah, true. I got the red, white, and blue French toast. This was like ten years ago. I just still remember this. Uh, I got the red, white, and blue French toast, which I think was like whipped cream, strawberries. And blueberries, and then they were like, "Do you want us to put uh, bacon and peanut butter on that?" And I was just like, "Yeah, 
I guess that seems like a lot of business, but if you're offering it, let's try it out. And it was a lot of the way you insist. It's a lot of business. So, but, uh, you know, it came with three free books. So, wow. Uh, I, it's probably going to be a little bit before I come back down because I just passed there a little late on the, uh, advice there, bud, but my bad, my bad books and food, food and books, food and books. Okay. So where are you coming to us from, Jimbo? So I'm coming to you from uh, my, my parents' kitchen, right, Meow? I could have done it from the nice. basement. I was trying I could see a little bit of reflection. Now, this is uh this is the back window that used to look over a pool that's now a field. Or uh her you know, a potential killing ground for for whistle pigs, <laughs> groundhog, wooshock. Uh whistle pig don't surf. No. They do not. No, my dad's got a. It's not a new shed. It was new a couple of years ago, but I think he's he's scared him off from digging underneath of it. But yeah, I'm coming from Cecil Tucky. Hell yes, the uh, the tip of the spear. <laughs> hey, on Monday through Wednesday, I'll be in Richmond, Virginia, which is not at all close, but it's closer to you than I normally am. So I feel I should mention it. That's surprisingly noteworthy, and thank you. Uh, I hope, I hope your time in Richmond is, is pretty solid, but I'm going to be back up in Vermont probably starting Monday or or Sunday. I don't know. Nice. I haven't decided yet. Nice. Yeah. (sighs) But, um, yeah, I'm, I'm down visiting my parents because everybody in the party is now got our, what's the word for it? Efficacy? Our efficacy is... Vaxxed and waxed. Efficacious? Efficacious. Yeah. And we got the, uh, the deuce, deuce weeks under, under our belts, deuce shots, deuce weeks. The old double deuce kind of place, kind of place where you got to sweep the eyeballs off the floor at the end of the night. I know. I know. Well, we need the best. We need a cooler. I thought you'd be taller. Well, I'm not. I'm six, one and three quarters. I'm sorry. (laughs) Not you. Oh, I was being everyone who talks to Patrick Swayze in that movie, who is famously short and more recently famously dead. Dalton. Yeah. We're going to miss you, Dalton. Yeah. Maybe Sam Elliott's finest hour in that movie. We're talking about Roadhouse, for the record, by the way, in case anybody is. All of our listeners get that. <laughs> hasn't seen it. They better. They fucking better. Roadhouse is one you got to watch. Even the ladies can appreciate the amount of dude buns in that movie. And. Just Samuel Elliott's entire, like, sexual vibe. Like, he he's a sexual tyrannosaur in that film. Yeah. And if you don't enjoy that movie and you've already seen it, uh, watch the riff tracks on it. Maybe it'll give you a mm-hmm. different spin. Yes. Because they rip into it a little bit. Ben Gazzara, not the greatest bad guy. No. <laughs> no, he's not. Ah. Uh. Also hilarious that, like, he just lives in a barn across the river from his house the whole movie. Like, that antagonist and protagonist can see each other when they go to bed. That is not common in, I guess, is this an, it's not an action movie, would you, would you say? I don't know what it, it's kind of action-y. Not really. There's, like, four fights. It's an action romance. Nice. Act rom. Yeah. Rom, rom, romption. No, no. <laughs> We got to workshop that. Ah, room action. There it is. Nice. There it fucking is. If you, you know, shift the lines enough, 
There's a lot of room action out there. Even Die Hard. If it wasn't a Christmas movie to start, it's room action between Bruce Willis and Al. It really is. It's a love story. It, yeah. I'll allow it. That's that's some real room action. Yeah. 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 Room action. Uh, yeah. I just rewatched Shooter. That movie is not good in a very enjoyable way. Uh, did you watch it on uh, cable? Are you watching shit on cable right now? No, this was on Amazon Prime, because I don't think Jeff Bezos has quite enough money. All right. All right. And the whole thing, like, front to back? So I'm watching it over, like, the tail end of my lunch breaks at work. So I'm at the part where, for whatever reason, Danny Glover, with his weird way of talking, kind of like, not lispy, but just really, like, hard S's in that movie for some reason. But he just goes, somewhere where I can see you coming. From a long goddamn way off. Yeah, when they're talking about the mountaintop meeting. Yeah, they're about to go have, uh, was it Warren Beatty? Who's that fucking guy? Uh, it's, uh, Ned Beatty. Ned Beatty. It's a Beatty. You, you were, it's a Beatty. You were, you were in the Beatty park. <laughs> yeah, they're gonna go have him fucking go try to set up Marky Mark in like a lot, like, I guess it's just a mountain. I guess it, I think it's supposed to be Montana. They have mountains. But uh boy that movie is fucking stupid, huh? It's it's dumb on all fronts. And it, it's really fun, but it's so fucking stupid. I think that's when when we finally knew. I mean, we a lot of us had long suspected, but we finally found out that like if you throw a script in front of Marky Mark, he'll just be like, <laughs> "Yeah, I'll just be myself in this movie." Okay. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Hey, it's me, Marky Mark. I, I'm from Wyoming. You know me. I'm from Southie Wyoming. This is how we talk. This is this is how we talk in Wyoming. It's me, Marky Mark. I got a personality disorder. Yeah. I, you know, I, I don't get along too well with people. I got a I got a traumatic past or a traumatic future. I don't fucking know. I kind of whisper half the time. I see. I seem. I seem really anxious. Maybe I had too much coffee from Dunkin' Donuts out here in Wyoming, where it's from. Exactly. Uh, well, I'm glad it's over, man. I'm glad you don't have to watch Shooter again in your lunch breaks. No, I have to watch the rest of it. And uh I can tell you how it ends. Boy. <laughs> the fact that the movie ends, it like it's over, it's done, and then there's ten more minutes <laughs> that just don't need to be there at all. It's great. It is. It is. Well, I think you had to get your money's worth out of Glover and Beatty. Those are two heavy yeah. hitters that are left alive. No. No way. Can't have that. Can't have that. Uh, and sorry for anybody who hasn't seen Shooter and uh, is wondering how, how Danny Glover fares. Sorry. It's a terrible movie starring a terrible cast. Yeah. And it's one of those movies we're watching it. You know, today in 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 today's lens, I'm tr- I was trying to think the whole time, and I, you know, I haven't gotten it's to like the, the end, day so after ha- tomorrow. It, just like <laughs> ah, this one, yeah, but this like, one can die with TV. But I'm still trying to think of like the takeaway as far as like who am I supposed to come away thinking is good? Because like the U.S. military is bad in it, and. Uh, like black ops forces and mercenary forces are bad in it and going rogue from the military 
is bad is bad unless a shadowy organization forces you to oh yeah and the fbi can't be trusted but some of them can when they go rogue like i was really trying to pin down because obviously the fbi is is bad we know that uh, military involvement in foreign countries is bad like like this is all this is easy shit for me I, i'm not trying to say where do my views lie i'm trying to say where does the movie's views lie and i don't think the movie knows i think the movie's just like here's a bunch of explosions in marky mark and daniel pena i think the deeper meaning for the movie it was trying to inspire like a conspiracy movement that it may or may not have but <laughs> shooter is the origin of QAnon. is that what you're most, saying most assassins just end up being nutballs so this movie ponders whether or not they try to set up a non-nutball, and he ends up wriggling out of it and traveling across country and foiling the whole plot. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But they weren't even going for the president. No. And that spoils nothing for the movie. Like, you you shot at the the dais that the president was at. Like, he was he was nearby, but you, you went for the other guy? Why? Yeah. Why not go for the president? Also, like... Part of the main reason that the FBI guy, Daniel Pena, decides that he thinks Marky Mark's character, uh, Bob Lee Swagger, classic Boston, Wyoming name, is innocent is because he missed by like two and a half feet. But in the past, he was able to make that shot at like a competition. He got like five shots within like a couple inches or something. And so he's just like, there's no way he misses by two and a half feet. And it's just like, that was at a, f- presumably the competition was not in the middle of a city aiming at a moving target. So it's, it doesn't make any sense to try and actually poke holes in the movie because it's just fucking stupid from start to finish. But like, that's him being like, so you know what? I think he's innocent because this shot from over a mile away is less accurate than I would have assumed. The way they explain that further in the movie, too, is they used a bullet that he shot at a soup can yes. earlier in the movie, like when he was at his property. Which means and- they f- were aware that he made that shot and then went and got it because it looked, one, it exploded. Like, they go to great lengths to tell you that, like, the bullets that come out of these guns are mangled beyond belief. And then... Sometimes. I guess. But they couldn't be sure, so they needed to use that bullet. Which they went and found in the woods of Wyoming, which is where Dunkin' Donuts and Maki Mock are from. And made a quote-unquote cold bore paper patch shot. Yeah. Still got the shovel. <laughs> uh, that that character in Tennessee, that was played by Levon Helm, uh, drummer of the band. No shit. Fucking egg. Hell yeah, that guy was good. Like that, he did a good job with the hand slap. Yeah, the, yeah. What was the hand slap about? He does it to I both of them. He does it to Marky Mark and Daniel Pena. I really want to see all the Levon Helm takes. Yeah, real weird. Fucking. He's like he puts on like three different pairs of glasses throughout the scene. Mm-hmm. He's got his like uses an overhead projector. Yeah, he's got his reading something on an overhead projector glasses. He's got his Marky Mark is five feet away from him glasses. And then he's got his Daniel Pena's eight feet away from his glasses. <laughs> it's like every range has its own set of lenses. Oh, what a, a classic, classic bit character. Yeah. 
cameo. Which brings me to the reason that I brought you here. I got mad at something this this week, James. Get mad. I got fucking furious. Sweet. Fuming? Dude, Rip Roarin' could be used in the description of, of my anger. Okay. So, some photos were taken while we were at Palm Springs and shared as a group. Now, I'm the only person who is not an iPhone owner within it, so they're on the Apple's photo. So you're not an iPhoneer. Exactly. I'm a, no. I'm a plebe. I'm a Philistine. I'm part of the unwashed and uncultured masses. It's what we call it a droidman. Yes. Or as I call it, just a, just a, a, an honest blue collar American with a Samsung phone made in not at all America. That being said, they were on, I got one too. They were on, uh, like, so the photos are on like the Apple photos thing. And I was like, Hey, a person in charge is, can you share that with me to, to share it to my email? Because I have an Apple ID that I use to actually get this podcast available on iTunes. And I've done it for my band stuff to get them on iTunes and, and other things. And so I have an Apple ID. I've just never owned an Apple product. And, uh, I was, I was like, this, this, this should work. Like the internet says, if you have an Apple ID, you can access Apple photos or whatever it's called. And so I download the Apple photos app onto my PC. She said she, she invites me to look at the fucking album. I try to log in and I get a little pop up that says, Hey, you've never used this Apple ID on an Apple product. So you're not allowed to look at the phone pictures. Yeah. Fuck. Dick move. Fuck you, Steve Jobs. I'm glad you're dead. Should have happened earlier. You're a bad man who makes bad products. You, you elitist fucking prick. Okay. Uh, yeah. Wozniak, this isn't a call out, but you know, just, <laughs> just beware. Tim Apple, I got my eye on you. Yeah. Tim Apple's a real bastard. It's <laughs> the one behind this whole thing. Ah, oh, man. Uh, I'm gonna. So that's I'm that's gonna, the end of my rant. That's the whole rant. But I was just that's that's a rant. Okay, I was it's just not pissed that bad off. Of a rant. It's not that bad. It's just it's tech, and so I like to keep it short. But boy, did some tech piss me off. Hey, with that job I left, I uh, I had to work with two different iPhones, so I had to get a work iPhone, like iPhone X or iPhone eight, and then and then an iPhone X. So I had to ha- I had to create the Apple ID, like get a bunch of pictures and and data and shit, and then transfer that to another one. Ah, that's fun. Yeah. Well, it's fun when you don't have a laptop and you need to have an iPad to work with. Yeah. The notoriously easy to manage Apple ID as well. People are always talking about how they never forget their passwords and how it's super easy to log into everything. It's definitely not the opposite of that. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Absolutely not. um i you know i coming down here though down to my parents place actually brought me back because i keep hearing my dad's text message he's got an iphone my mom doesn't know what she has and i'm pretty sure it's not an iphone Uh, she's got one of those old nokia brick phones you can play snake on no she's got a smartphone but it's it's the dumbest and somehow like simultaneously the smartest phone one can know all right it it doesn't it doesn't mess around i i'm i'm actually kind of jealous but uh i was i was working with uh matt this week and he he turned me on to some motorolas that are pretty cheap on amazon and i said well at the rate i crack phones this might be the way to go buy a six pack of them <laughs> yeah just like stone cold steve austin crack them all open before i get in the <laughs> ring 
<laughs> can I get a hell yeah? Hell yeah. No, actually, when, when I was on the drive down, I had purchased a Yoohoo and, and some, some of that naked smoothie that they produce in addition to a Slim Jim. That was, that was going to be breakfast. And all three ingredients, all three food <laughs> groups covered. Uh, Joan asked me if I preferred, I think the can or the bottle of Yoohoo. And I said the, the juice box version, like the square <laughs> yep. box. So you can, you got to shoot it down as fast as possible. Exactly. So I was thinking that my wrestler would, would kind of take his cues from Stone Cold and I, I'd take one straw and I'd poke out all the tops of like a six pack and stand on the corner of a ring and yeah. just chug them all. I'm picturing. You squeezing it so hard that it misses your mouth and just is just like you're just getting bukkakied with Yoohoo. <laughs> just from <laughs> Yoohoo cocky. Oh. Just like eight individual like hard thin streams. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I'm glad Yoohoo came up again. Why? Last time was when we discovered Chocolate Soldier. And that I think about that from time to time. And how stupid of a name that is. Oh, the Chocolate Soldier. I'm still thrilled it turned out to not be racist. The Tomb of the Chocolate Soldier. <laughs> you got to stand guard. You got to stand vigil. <laughs> got to make sure it doesn't melt. <laughs> got to keep the sun away from it, dude. <laughs> oh, that's good. That's a joke for all our military friends out there, which there's th- yeah, statistically, and, I think. And there's, thank you for your chocolate service. I, <laughs> uh, now that's good. Hey, uh, I noticed your face looks a little little different than when I saw it last. What's uh? Have what's you going on on your lip? Have you not seen me with the mustache? I don't know. I I've seen some pictures, but I don't I don't think I, I ever had a conversation with you about it. Didn't we record last week? Yeah, probably. I don't yeah, know. I might okay. have been a little banged up. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I was say, I had the mustache then. Okay, whatever. He still had some stubble. I don't know. I got a mustache. Nice. Yeah. And uh I don't think one I don't think it's a you know, causation does not equal correlation, but I've also been wearing my shirt a lot less. Mm-hmm. I'm just sort of entering a, a more topless time again, which my early to mid-20s was a very topless time and a frequently bottomless time. Not a full nude, but just like underpants. I'm just saying, dude, you're married. Yeah. Okay. Well, mm-hmm. looking like you do, walking around all shirtless, I, you're going to attract a crowd. you big, sexy man. <laughs> Nobody likes to objectify me more than my wife. Okay. <laughs> But, uh, I just don't want you to get hurt out there. But yeah, I got the mustache. I'm going shirtless. It's fun. I like you the know? button downs with the low, like the two, maybe one buttoned. Yeah. That's, I got like, yeah. Yeah. Deep V in it right now, pretty much. But it's yeah, good. like it's very fun, like just working on the house. Like I just catch her, like a shot of myself in the mirror when I go to like wash my hands and I'm just like covered in fucking drywall compound with a mustache and. I'm not like not wearing a shirt. It just feels good. It's just yeah. It's nice. It's not what I thought my my early 30s would be like, but it it just goes to show you kids that if you two kind of fuck around uh but eventually end up with a mustache, things might work out. Yeah. 
Wow. Uh, I, I have to, I have to supplement that with, I also had one of the greater feelings of, of the recent past. And for me, that was, uh, waking up like stark raving naked on Wednesday morning and just immediately peeing. Oh no. Uh, once I got out of the tent, just free. Uh, I lost you there for like a, like, my internet connection is unstable. I think yours is rock solid. I think mine sucks. Uh, you're back to yellow. Sick. All right. Well, I'm. You're back to white now. Why is white it, the best? I don't know. Yellow Ooh. is intermediate. Now we're talking. And the red. Now we're cooking with gas. Uh, when it drops out. But I'll just listen to that story. I'm going to assume. Ha 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 ha. That was a good one, James. I liked it. And, uh, I'll listen to it when I go to edit. Although I think you're frozen again. I think I'm. God damn it. What's, there you are. what's wrong? I think I can see you again. I was, okay. yeah, I was frozen there for, you were frozen, which means that my internet sucks. <coughs> my internet sucks shit. This um, is new. Normally it's, normally it's okay. It, your internet's fire new? Fire speed test. No, the internet's the same. That's why I'm confused because okay. nothing's changed. Let's fire out the speed test. Let's get they some numbers on this bitch. They know you're probably not going to support them in your move. I already planned the the change of service. Oh yeah, yeah. They, they know they know I'm sticking with them. Okay. Ooh, yeah. Ooh, that's yeah. We're we're averaging around fifty fifty megs per second. That I'll give you. 15. Oh, up, ooh, that upload. Ooh, we're we're barely cracking twelve. Hell yeah. Hey, we we we've done more with less. Yeah. Yep. We'll uh we'll you know we'll strive on. The listeners right. know the listeners know the tech situation now, which is important to them. Yeah. They're, a, they're well, a savvy bunch. Hey, and to all you live listeners out there, I mean the the chat window will still be up. So I mean, feel free. Also, the the Reddit forum, I mean that's that's a good spot. There there's some pretty good chat rooms over there. Could you imagine if we hosted the show that way? Could you imagine? <laughs> it would be uh-huh. it would be your dad and like at most two of our friends for like five minutes just talking to your dad <laughs> but it'd just be a group thread yeah uh, like they'd be completely insane hey we can't do wednesday uh do you want to do like friday uh maybe push it back like a couple 25 minutes i don't know yeah <laughs> yeah and then your dad just making fun of us and then uh everyone else just ignoring us because now they have access to your dad yeah yeah. Well, I have access to my dad right now. I mean, he's sleeping like 10 feet above me. Go do some Bam Margera shit. Go fucking throw some firecrackers in there and put your ass on his face. I think I have all the firecrackers up at my property. I think I left them at the campsite. Uh, Speaking of which, I uh, accidentally dropped a lighter into the fire. That's fun. <laughs> that popped something fierce. It was... It, it was yeah. That was... I knew it was going to happen because I saw the lighter go in, but I didn't know how long I had. And it was a couple of seconds. You got a couple seconds. Yeah. Depends on how hot them coals are. Yeah, well, luckily I had a fair amount of water up there. Yeah. Remember all the bonfires in my backyard growing up? Yeah, I think we we talked about... Well, I, I remember distinctly you burning like a stereo on uh, one time. <laughs> Reducing like a plume of black smoke that that could have been seen for miles around, but yeah, yep. Were you ever with us when we threw in the diesel engine cleaner? No, we found some cans of diesel engine cleaner that we found gave us the biggest bang for our buck, quite literally. 
and we had these really robust <laughs> Young criminals. Yeah, we had these really robust uh, picnic table benches that we would sit around the campfire with, and so uh, not not campfire. It was my backyard, the bonfire, and so we'd back them up about 15, 20 feet and put them on their sides so they acted as like a shield wall. And yeah, blast shield. You need yeah. a blast shield. Duh. But you can't see through it. So we would just put, like, we just like throw a couple cans of this fucking diesel engine cleaner into the fire and, and just lay down behind it for like 20 minutes because those things are not meant, like, they're made really safely. So it takes a long time for it to fail. But boy, when it fails... It's just a rocket. Where was your goddamn mother at this time? Asleep in the house. You're you're bad people. Unless I'm being facetious and describing events that occurred in Minecraft. We'll never know. Yeah. Well, I've done terrible, terrible (laughs) things in video games. And actually, I'm going to go a little reverse chronological on, on the rest of my New Orleans story. Oh, yeah. You left us on quite the cliffhanger. Yeah, the, I got the I cliff, got some of that to finish. The cliff hangover. Oh, nice. Yes. That sounds like a Stallone movie that I could star in. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I got to climb this mountain, but shit, so fucked up. Fuck. Oh, this altitude. I don't. I don't. It's. I'm dehydrated. I'm picturing all the antagonists. Also being hung, like every one of the movies over <laughs> the whole time. Guess like, we gotta get this chopper and this money out and of here. Just like oh, and the, the, it's so the, loud. The pilot's like, ah, oh, dude, dude, like two more hours. All right, dude, just, I should not be flying this thing. Yeah, I am. And then, no, and then when they see him, they're like, do you oh, have any coffee? He should just get down from there. Fuck, this gun is so loud. I don't want to. Ah, oh, I'm so sweaty. When's checkout? Fuck you. Oh, fuck you. It's the same every... Fuck you. Cliffhangover. Rated R. But please proceed. Yeah, I'm going to go reverse chronology, so I'm not even going to let you know how the hangover turned out until after I talk about the World War II Museum, which was fantastic. Hell yes. And I forget exactly why I needed to talk about this, but the World War II Museum is... What my father thought was one building, now four, I think going on five. Maybe a sixth in there across the street, but they're like connected by an air bridge and shit. There's like eight different museum stores. <clears throat> Gotta say, I could spend an entire week in there and not <clears throat> get bothered by enough staff to warrant you know, the admission. <laughs> Hell yeah. Because Joan and I got bothered by a guy. In like a trying to help way or just like a get out of my museum kind of way? In This isn't PC, but like in an autistic museum employee way. Understood. He was just a a guy probably of our age who wore a polo and some khakis. And the polo said World War II Museum. And he went around and talked to people. Sometimes he... He challenged them to the trivia. Other times he asked about uh, where they're from and then judged their aquariums based on what the aquarium's contents were. Uh, you know, he was he was a fun guy. <laughs> so yeah. the first interaction Joan and I had with this guy, 
says, hey, how you doing? We're, we're walking up the stairs about to see our first exhibit at the World War II Museum. We can either go up to the D-Day part or go through Arsenal of Democracy, see how the <laughs> war started in America. He says, hey, how y'all doing? Where are you from? I'm like, oh, we're from Boston. He says, oh, I was up in Boston recently. saw your aquarium. <laughs> yeah, I'm actually originally from Maryland. There's another <laughs> aquarium down in Baltimore. He's like, yeah, I've seen that one too. Uh, y'all got like an Atlantic spin on, on your aquariums, but, uh, but the one we got down here in, in New Orleans, it, it, it's got a lot of stuff from the Gulf. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Thanks, bro. So the uh, two, the two aquariums in the Atlantic Ocean. <laughs> I don't Whoa. believe in the concept of a world sea. That's a hot take. I, I don't. I don't think fish can migrate. No. Um. So that that was like the lead off interaction to this guy, and and, he, and Joe Joe was like, "Is is that just like a weird interaction? Like, was that supposed to happen?" I said, "No. That's. I think that's just a weird guy." Like, yeah. He's he's working the the Monday afternoon shift. I don't know. It's not a heavy heavy shift. Probably not. No, that's you're not putting your all star cast in the museum on a Monday afternoon. I, you never know. <laughs> Friday and Saturday are the show. You know, I, it is the World War II museum, so you're losing. I mean, I don't think you have any employees who were in World War II. No, they might have not to even be... have a daily veteran at this point. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, God, like you'd be so old. Yeah, well, which is fine. It's just do better things with your time if you're that old. Don't go to work. They do have a pretty cool, like, interactive program where you go into a train car if you want to to start. And no, no, no. This is this is U.S. I, I see. Right. I see your eyes getting wide. Okay. Dog, dog whistle here. Uh, Different no. set of train cars. No, no it's like you're go shipping off to war. Ah. Uh, you're going off to basic, and so they give you a, a little plastic badge with an RFID, and it's your dog tag. And so you scan it in the train car to get your character, or otherwise known as a real person in a primary source. Uh, that you get to follow throughout the war at some point. All right, I'm back in. This sounds awesome. Yeah, so there's six different parts. And so you'll learn about, like, the person's backstory, their training, you know, a couple of places they served, and then after the war. So you know they live. Kind of, uh, or do they just shut you off halfway <laughs> halfway through? They're like, and you're dead. You don't do get to go to the other half of the museum. Do not station five. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, but yeah, you can also see like the places in the museum that you visited and the ones that you didn't. Uh, you can store like photographs and stuff and they actually have a platform, uh, for like interactive artifacts that runs off of Acrobat plugins, which do not exist anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yes. They are, they are unsupported as of December 1st, 2020. Sorry, all Newgrounds fans out there, but if you're listening to this, I don't know how you did it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that you're was still alive, and I think you should continue doing what you're doing. Addictinggames.com took a big hit at the beginning of that month. 
Anybody who actually was able to punch Osama bin Laden in that, that little. Yeah, that little <laughs> game with the boxing gloves. Uh, Boy, stupider times. Or were they? Kind of really, makes you think. Sometimes it does. <laughs> so anyway, the next time that that guy fucked with us. Uh, was How far did you make it? We, dude, we were at the same exhibit, like the <laughs> Arsenal of Demi- Well, it, it, the conversation it ended, like that first one ended with me saying, Hey, uh, where's a good place to, to start? Cause I see D-Day up there. And he says, Oh, right here at the entrance. <laughs> Thank you, sir. Have a nice day. Whoa. <laughs> Just either, either like comic genius or. <laughs> Or just fucking with me. But we get in through the, uh, or get in, get into the, the arsenal of democracy. And it starts off with like America's stance on the war, isolationist versus interventionist. They take you into like a home from the forties. There's a couch and a fireplace and a radio and a nice steel sink. Something real cold to put your balls on. I sat down on the couch, and I wasn't sure if I was allowed to. Nothing said don't sit down on the couch, but then there was a camera looking right at the couch. And I thought, hmm, why would they point that camera at the couch? That is strange. To see if anybody's napping on the couch? Or if anybody's trying to finger bang on the couch? I don't know. But anyway, they, they go into, like, the production side of it. And there's a couple of the interactive displays... And they have like a different companies that were di- producing different shit. And you could look up, you know, a little bio on them. It's like two paragraph bio and they would have trivia about it as well. And so we did a couple of trivia about a couple of different companies. I don't know. Nobody was waiting in line behind us. There was only like one other person in, in the area we were in, but that guy comes up, uh, right when I'm on the Browning 50 cal. And I go for the trivia and it's like, what machine gun had the fastest rate of fire in World War II? Or like, what 50 cal and above had the fastest rate of fire in World War II? And Your mom. Like, yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> so they had the MG42, the Browning 50 cal and, and whatever the Japanese were using, some sort of K95 or something like that. And I selected the MG42 and he was like, nope, you're wrong. that ain't it before it said i was incorrect like he had had he said that and uh sure enough you know it gave proof it it said yeah this had 1300 to 1450 rounds but then the guy said yeah the mg42 it had between 1200 and 1500 rounds i was like well i mean on the high end he said yeah but but when you're firing a machine gun it's more about burst all I right. Thought, I thought, okay, uh, you fire, fire and burst, whatever. You know what, Joan, let's not play any more trivia. Let's turn around and look at this Jeep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Boy, it's so Jeepy. Uh, and that was my Joan impression, by the way. Oh, yeah. Spot on. I think it was pretty solid. We've yeah. all heard her voice now since she was a guest a few episodes back. Yeah. Well, I was treating you as, as I would treat her. Just moving on. (laughs) And, and the last time, like, that's pretty much where that interaction ended. We just kind of left that display with that guy and he, he went his way and we went ours. He was going back through the house 
to see if if I was still on the couch. Maybe I don't know if they radioed into him or something. But then we <laughs> saw him once more when we were leaving the the D Day thing. And he's like, "Oh, y'all enjoy? Yeah, yeah, we did. Oh, there's so much more to see. I, I couldn't tell if it was still like he was he was still digging." <laughs> Yeah, like, do you feel that you saw the whole museum? Or? No, no. We okay. only saw that pretty much like that first building and then rushed oh, wow. through okay. the second building and the fourth building on day one. And then we went back for another day. Really? Yeah, double dipped. Because <coughs> wow. our, our flight got moved back. They're uh, doing that now. Dude. I mean, honestly, one of the one of the better calls I gotta say from major airline, like this one, this one worked out in our favor. Nice, because I got an email at two o five a.m. I did not receive the email, but like it was sent at two o five a.m., letting us know that our flight was delayed forty minutes. All right, yeah, this is this is almost twelve hours in advance. Like you're gonna be delayed forty minutes. It's not a good sign. Well, I mean, there was supposed to be some weather coming through, so they were expecting it to roll through. Like, they, they had a time that they thought the weather would roll through. And our connection, I think it was like an hour and a half. So, I mean, that that just cut it in half. And they were like, we might not make your connection. So, they were like, we can put you on some other flights. Uh, we can put you in Manchester. We can put you in Providence. Like, real easy. Real early. But Boston, that's eh, going to take. You're probably going to, you know, get like there three hours later than you would. Whatever. All right. DCA. Sure enough, when we show up for the DCA flight, which, which was supposed to leave like three hours after that first flight, that first flight, like those people were still there. Like that shit was still delayed. No way we would have made the connection. So we would have been stuck in Charlotte because none of the yep. flights left from Charlotte going to Boston had any seats. Yep. Yeah. Well, worked out. Hell Not yeah. That's but, great. Uh, second day at the museum, yeah, we spent a lot more time in the campaigns of courage. Exhibit. Okay. Did you see our boy again? No. All right. No, I so did not. He's only a Monday guy. I don't know if he got fired or. He's been dead for 30 years. <laughs> that that would be the best ghost. He was the ghost of the guy you were on your fucking dog tag. That's what it was. Well, the reason I bring up. Yeah, the the whole experience is because of the guy on my dog tag uh, enlisted at 15, got both of his parents to sign the paperwork, and he was assigned coxswain in the U.S. Navy before they found out he was 15. They thought he was a little guy, I guess. I don't know. Damn, dude. And they sent a letter home to his mom and said, if you want him back, we'll send him back. And she sent a letter back saying he's the one who convinced us to lie about his age. Like, he wanted to do this. Keep him. Damn. And so that dude uh drove, like, one of the landing craft at Normandy when he was, like, 16 and a half. Dude. <laughs> he finished the war at 18. <laughs> Can you remember, like, what it felt like to be 16 and a half? No. I mean, I remember the experience of like being able to drive finally, and so I can kind of yeah. put myself in that mind state. Well, we and had a great driving class, man. Also that, but every thought of that era is just fogged with how horny you are. Damn right. So, like, I'm just picturing this just unbelievably horny 15 year old who cannot legally operate a motor vehicle, being like, "Ma, 
I got an idea. Send me away to war because I am very horny and angry and I've got to do something with this thing. So point me at the Germans. (laughs) Potato farming, I don't think I can do. I'm just not cut out for it. (laughs) I really hate high school. No one asked me to the Sadie Hawkins dance. Really hurt my feelings. My new khakis went to waste. Please send me to kill the Huns. <laughs> as as they are are known. There was there was some uh some really offensive shit in there. Go on. Got got to say our newspapers back then did not pull punches. In what way? Uh just let all of them fly. All right. Oh, okay. I didn't know if it was like, uh, political cartoons, cause I've definitely seen. Oh, yeah. There's propaganda. Yeah. There's a- I'd say the, the reason that you cringed at the train in the beginning <laughs> is because, like, you're thinking Holocaust. It's World War II. Yes. No, this is American military World War II Museum. Understood. It doesn't say that, but it's the American military World yes. War II Museum. Yes. So my hangover. Ah, uh, yes. Was so hang on. So the first day you went was that the day after the wedding? The day, like the like the the, the day day one of the mu- museum was that the day after the wedding? I know we're no. going in reverse. No, there order. was a, there was a recovery day. Okay, cool. So that was yeah. two days after. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah, yeah. Uh, on on that Sunday, uh, I mean, on before the World War Two Museum, we had at this place called Camellia Grill. Great place. They've been an institution in Uptown for a long, long time. The people wear bow ties. It's like a breakfast counter style. Ooh. And they still, when you when you sit down, they give you water, and they rip half of the straw thing and, like, hand you a straw. It's, it's part of their shtick. Classic move. Love yeah, that move. Yeah. But uh, fantastic grits, fantastic omelets, all, all around fantastic breakfasts. Can't recommend it enough. Camellia Grill? And yeah, if you're in uptown in the morning or in the afternoon, I think they do it all day. I know they got lunch and dinner menus. Hell yes. Yeah. So, I mean, Monday and Tuesday replicated each other. It was Camellia Grill and then World War II. Camellia Grill and then World War II. Bing, bang, boom. Yeah. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Uh, Sunday, we ended up getting uh, some of them muffalettas. We got, got a, like a full muff, and I think Papa got a half muff. So we had like one and a half muff. Papa got a half muff sounds like an old, like like a James Brown B-side. <laughs> Papa's Ooh, got a Papa half Papa got muff. a half muff. <laughs> yep. Uh, but yeah, we each we each scarfed uh, like a quarter muff while we were at Central Grow. Nice, dude. <laughs> Fucking nice. Thanks, man. Well, I mean, it's easier with that topping on. Yeah, you got to lube it up. I got to say at the, uh, yeah, it, they were much better than those mini muffalettas that they had at the, the rehearsal dinner there. But there was nothing too much after that of note, I would say, from Sunday. I mean, after we ate our muffs, we went down and sat by the Mississippi River, watched a homeless biker gang for a little bit. In addition to like a paddle wheel vehicle and then caught an Uber over to where we were staying and then just hung out, uh, ended up watching some movies. I tried to convince Joan to watch Hard Target, which was based and, 
and, yeah. and filmed in New Orleans. John Woo's first movie in America, Hard Target, starring Jean-Claude Van Damme and Lance Henriksen. I did not know that was his first movie in America. John Woo, yeah. That's great. Yeah, he, went, he went from like Hard Boiled, and I think there might have been one right after Hard Boiled, right into Hard Target. Poached. Yeah. Over easy. Well, hard boiled is 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 the end of it, right? Sure, yeah. <laughs> so so the the one in between would be like egg fart, hard boiled egg fart. Hell yeah, <laughs> or deviled eggs. Well, what what uh what neighborhood were you staying in? So if you remember Hard Target, the neighborhood with the grave. No, um, I was in <laughs> Uptown. Okay, I, was, cool. I was right near Cooter Browns at the corner of St. Charles and and Carroll Nave. Nice. What room yeah, did you stay in? <laughs> uh, we stayed in the shotgun shack. It was like a shotgun shack duplex. It shared a wall with with another shotgun shack that I think the owner and and her children ran. You may find yourself staying in a shotgun shack. Yeah, is that uh, Talking Heads? Letting the days go by at the water. What a blowing underground. Yep, that's the one. Thanks, David Byrne. Baltimore's finest. Yeah. Yeah. Baltimore, Scotland. Yep. All right. So I don't think there was much more of note from Sunday other than going to Cooter Browns, but that was just a a good beer and, and good fried food selection. Yep. As most things are down there. Yeah. But there's also other good shit, like hand grenades. Hand grenades... Our, our New Orleans quote unquote most powerful drink. Yeah. Picking up where we left off. And so I had finished the yard glass and, and I, I handled my business, went to, went to bed and, uh, woke up at like six in the morning, just looking at like the sun start to peek through the curtains and thinking, man, I could use some water and just slugging that. And like, man, that did not. That did not do anything. That did not help at all. Uh, went up to get, go to the bathroom, you know, maybe get some more water. I, I was drinking city water at this point. I don't think I had any more bottled water in the hotel room. And, uh, you know, felt, felt queasy enough to, to try to pull to the trigger about hurling. And I don't have to really pull the trigger. Sometimes I just rock back and forth and that's enough. Like I get motion sick every now and then. So like, you know, I, I know how to like coax it out of myself. Sure. And, and so I, I, I gave it one of those and, and I got like a, a little bit out, but it didn't feel, feel great. Yeah. Anyway, I, I slug a lot more water, go back to bed. That's all I really can do. I know there's places that are 24 hours in fucking New Orleans, but I really wasn't having putting pants on, maybe a yeah. shirt. Um, yeah. You know, if if I'm gonna walk the street in New Orleans, I I'd rather have a drink in my hand. Absolutely. So I try to sleep for a little bit more. I don't, it doesn't work. I think Papa and Joan can hear me. You know, they they got to sleep earlier. They they were less drunk than I was. They got better rest. Uh, but it you know around eight o'clock, I think I think everybody was awake. I heard everybody like rolling around. I was just like, all right, everybody's up. Cool. I gotta I gotta go to the bathroom again. <laughs> And uh, I think I got it all out that second time. That's but, good. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, you know, rocked it. The acid redux. Ah, oh, man. And there was nothing there. There was nothing in the tank other than the hand grenade. <laughs> That's no good. <laughs> well, 
The rehearsal dinner, I guess, was like six hours before, so I'm an ass. What <laughs> happens when you go to the casino on Purple Drink? I, I mean, I mean, yeah, you know? Beware, everybody. But I was banged up for, for the brunch, uh, which was scheduled for 10 a.m., but I went. That seems a little early for brunch, maybe. It does. It does. That's breakfast. I don't brunch a lot, though. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's breakfast, and I thought we were going to get a lunch as well. I mean, if you're telling me brunch is going to take the place of breakfast and lunch, that's got to be like 11 to one thirty. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, this better be a buffet. Yeah. Uh, I'm having, yeah, I'm didn't seconds. Quite, didn't quite finish my Irish coffee or... Or my my eggs Benedict, but you know I I tried I tried at them. I all I really wanted to do was lay down and uh and and dial back the clock on a couple of decisions. Sounds about right. But after that Irish coffee, walking back to the hotel, and then that that first Miller Light, I think the worm turned for me, man. In a good way. Sure. Is <coughs> <coughs> that an? That's a negative saying. That's your reaction. I thought so. Okay, but maybe not. No, no. <clears throat> uh, I, I I turned a new leaf. Then there we go. A sea yeah. change. Yeah, my worm turned a leaf. Now, now we're cooking with ass. Thanks. And one thing I will say. I mean, the wedding was successful. We did end up trapping the bride, and she she was betrothed. So fantastic uh, the, news. The hunt. The hunt was successful. There will be a good harvest this year. That's great. Before the wedding, uh, when we were taking pictures, there was a rooftop like balcony for the hotel where we all got ready at. And there was a pool up, up on the roof as well. And this was like one story up from, from the pool. So you could look over, see the pool, see like downtown New Orleans and shit. But there was a guy at the pool, like big burly guy in a speedo. And a couple of the, the groomsmen coaxed that guy up to take some pictures with us because we were in suits and he was in a Speedo. Yep. And uh, that guy sounded like Stone Cold Steve Austin. Hell yes. Uh, was from Minnesota, but was like, yeah, I just got to rock, man. That's how I do. I don't know. I've been down here for like four days there. Awesome. Yeah. That rules. So... I'll I'll see if I can get some of them pictures over to you. I mean, you don't have to share them. Uh, it, listeners out there, just try to dream them up. Yeah, just imagine. And if you were there, you know, thanks for listening and uh, send me those pictures, please. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for coming to my TED talk. Uh, yeah, that that guy kicked ass. That that's good. You it, you got you got to mix it up with the with. I was gonna say the locals, but the people around you. You just gotta go mix to the, it up. Yeah, go to that balcony. You had to go through the pool area so you could scope out the the talent. And we were like, big big dude, you know, like six three two fifty speedo, get up there, climb aboard, buddy. <laughs> and the groom's dad, uh, when we were getting in the elevator to go to the wedding, said, "Ah, oh, you guys know that guy? Was he going to the wedding? He's not dressed yet." No, we have no idea who the fuck that is. <laughs> That's a stranger. <laughs> and his father said, all right, I'll get off at this floor. I'm good. I'll see you guys at the church. <laughs> all right. I don't need you to pick up any more speedoed men. We have uh, more than filled our quota. Yeah. Hell yeah. I mean, there were other 
other banana hammocks out there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, not at, maybe not at that time. I mean, that dude definitely was the king in the castle. That's great. But, but I'd say there were other maybe European or French Canadian people with, with their type bathing suits. I was wearing a Speedo at the same time that you were looking at these men wearing a Speedo. Okay. Yeah. It's the Maryland flag and I was on mushrooms. Nice. So it was a slightly different setup, but yeah. You were in Palm Springs, so there was a pool. Yeah, it's liberating, my man. It's, uh, and you forget. And then you look down and you're like, oh, hey. One thing I did talk about that was, was very liberating that I'm not sure if you caught. I think it was in the first interruption. Okay. Of this cast, but, uh, on Wednesday morning, I, I, or on, on Tuesday night, I went to bed, you know, nude in my sleeping bag because I'm, I'm camping now. Yes. <laughs> I'm in the woods, but on a, not a chilly morning, I'd say, say it was cool, but waking Quite up cool to the sunrise and going out of your tent and immediately peeing without looking at what you're peeing at. Oh my God. That's the best feeling I've had in a long fucking time. That does sound nice. And you're the guy who once told me that you thought it'd be really, it, one of the best feelings in life would probably be to wipe your ass with a bunny rabbit. And we were really young when you said that. That was like middle school, probably. Okay. Um. So I, I, I default to your opinions on like bathroom-related comforts. <laughs> well, the waking up and just basically, yeah, going out of out of the place that you're sleeping, uh, to like a sunrise and, and just and, letting her rip. Yeah, just you know, unmitigated, unchecked piss. Yeah, that's good. Well, and I, I hope you try it sometime. I hope you try it on your later. property. Yeah, I hope so. Yeah, soon. Yeah, hell yeah! But uh, we've hit our uh, our legally required time. Oh, thanks, thanks, Doctor Law. Yeah, you know we're uh, contractually obligated to piss and fart at each other for sixty minutes. Okay. Yeah. All right. So just to recap, if you can drink hand grenades early and often, make it your last drink of the night. Yes. And, uh, when you wake up, pee indiscriminately. (laughs) Big time. (laughs) Oh, and MG42s might fire slightly faster than their competition. Maybe. But, But it's more important that you do bursts and it's whatever's better with bursts or I don't know. I feel the same way about pissing. If you're going to play the trivia at the World War II Museum in New Orleans, bet on America. Nice. <laughs> Email in at roadsodas at gmail.com. Follow us on Instagram pod. Uh, ins- whoo, nope. Follow us at roadsodas pod on Instagram. And uh, follow us on pod at Instagram roadsoda. There it is. And as we say every week. Go fuck yourself. God fuck every one. You bitch. <laughs> Jesus, every time.